0: Welcome to Troll Black TV's weekly podcast where we feature the world's most extreme athletes. This week we're featuring Joe Kinder, who didn't pick up climbing until he was 15 in the state of New Hampshire, climbing with the likes of David Graham and Luke Paraday. Little did he know, he would become a major force in the world of climbing many years later, establishing a number of first ascents in the 514C slash D range with his eyes set on 515. Joe Kinder, welcome to our show. I uh, had to go around the block
1: a few times to uh, finally connect, but uh, we're here.
2: <laughs> hey, man, no problem, man. I'm, I apologize. It was kind of a hassle. I should have just been like, man, I'm really busy right now. Let's just connect like like in a week. But yeah. I don't know. I always have like that nice guy approach. I just want to like help and, and do it too because this stuff's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> been in your shoes before. Well, oh, first of all, man, major kudos on your first ascent. Uh, maquina muerte is how how you pronounce it.
2: Maquina muerte, maquina.
1: Yeah, maquina. Yes, yeah, man. Are you, are you, yeah, that's pretty awesome, man. Watched the video several times and it's like, wow, man, that's pretty
2: awesome ascent. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. That's one of my. I'm one of my favorites. I mean, I've got I've got a, a bunch of you know favorite first ascents, but. Um, that's definitely one of my favorites, probably because it gave me the most, like, runaround. It's kind of like one of those extra challenging projects that, you know, I don't even know how hard it is. It doesn't have a, doesn't have a second extent yet, so we're still kind of, you know, wondering, you know, what, what level it is, 14 plus, you know, I, I know, but is it like 14C or 14D? I mean, I don't think it's 14B, but if it is 14B, I mean, it could... You know, I wouldn't be totally blown away because <laughs> some routes are just kind of challenging for you, man. And first offense, the they take, you know, a different sort of mental approach. And they're always a little bit tougher to kind of like when you repeat a route. it's just kind of like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm doing what someone else has done before. You know, it's like, of course, it's not like the the stigma and like this this unknown isn't really present. So you're just kind of like,
1: yeah. So what what yeah. would make it like a, you know, one of the questions I have is, you know, 14CD, you know, what makes it a D versus a C, or in this case here, <laughs> how how would you know if it was a 15A? I mean, uh, isn't um, it
2: kind of a subjective? Question, if, so, so we're, you're recording right now, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, I'm assuming. Okay. Um, yeah, okay, so, I mean, that's a really tough question. Okay, so... The differences between, you know, these, these like top notch levels and and I'm speaking like in the realm that, that I climb, which is, you know, like my, my top levels are like 514 plus. Um, it's, it's sometimes really great and then it's sometimes really fine. Um, you know, the, the best way I can kind of explain it is having something that's like you're, you're. Top notch level, like the, the the level of of climbing that you put the most work into, the most heart into, the most effort, and and taking that, and then stacking something above that, and that would be you know your next level. So for me, like fourteen C is something that I can usually do, um, you know, let's say like in in about five days of of considerable work. I think four or five days is kind of like my norm, right? And so that's maybe like two to three tries a day. So when you consider that, and then um, maybe you add on, you know, like, like two more weeks or double that, you know, maybe it's, it's like, you know, 50 tries, that's probably going to be your next level. And you kind of know that just by sensation and you know it by, um, you know, what, what the reputation has for the route. If it is a first ascent, you're just, you're really going to have to guess. And that's always a scary point because you don't really know. And, and, you know, we're climbers and we, the great thing is important i don't i don't you know believe that it's totally insignificant because it, it, it is not um we need to you know kind of compare things to what we know and mm-hmm. and that takes experience that takes sort of um a sensation it takes sometimes a little bit of insight from your friends and from someone else to try and kind of give you you know their perspective and their insight um and you know like most of my my first sense i i I kind of grade in this, this super loose realm, you know, when I was younger, I was, you know, more, I don't know. I just, I, you know, I had a lot more to prove and I had a lot more um, psych and ego to kind of like, you know, show, show, you know, good form. And like, yeah, I did this really cool thing. Like everybody check it out. It's cool. You know, like too much excitement perhaps, but now I, I, I'm a little more conservative about it. Where I'll I'll do a first ascent and I'll just kind of give it a grade between, like a four, a four, um, realm grade, like you know between 13C and 14B. <laughs> Go to work, guys. Like enjoy. Let me know. <laughs> so I, I just did a route really, literally like like last week. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's, it's it's scary, man. You don't really know, and you don't want to like overgrade, and you don't want to like undergrade, and you know it's 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 just one of those things that. I don't put too much uh, thought into. I'm just kind of like, oh, man, I I did this really hard thing. It's like pretty tough for me, and now I want everybody else. It's like way stronger than me to come along and and, and check it out and let me know, you know, or mm-hmm. or anybody let me know. Just it's it's all a, commu- a conversation, just like have you, you know Have you mo- gotten on any five fifteens to do a kind of like a, a shop comparison? Oh, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I've definitely. I have I have I have multiple you know, five, fifteen projects, you know, and in it's like from, from, you know, Southern Utah to Spain. Um, and these are routes that I revisit every year and they're definitely next level. Um, you know, I try to plan times throughout the year to revisit and they're usually times when I try to be, you know, super fit and, um, you know, revisiting them and they're really tough. It, it's, cause you have to start the process again, you know, the red point process, you have to learn the moves, start doing the links. And, um, you know, I get about three weeks of doing that and then I just get a little bit tired and I start to think about other stuff and I want to like, you know, go bolt things or check out new cliffs and, you know, the motivation is kind of like up and down rather than being like this super high peak spike of like go getter motivation for that first three weeks. Um, and that's different for everybody, really. Like, Chris Sharma, he just kind of, like, has this real relaxed approach. He'll, like, just kind of go to work on his project and not really put too much emphasis on it. Uh, at least it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> He's just relaxed <laughs> about it. And um, Me, I'm more like, okay, we've got to really focus and, you know, you know, really just, like, apply this, this effort and hope for the best. And, you know, with that, with all of these really, you know, difficult times for anybody, man, you've got to have everything pretty much aligned and that's difficult, too. Um, that's definitely a challenge in some cases, you know, your fitness, your skin, the, the continuity of, of trying, the, the mode of, of um, you know, your mental state, things like that have to really kind of align and, and be in your favor. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, and that's what climbing you know, climbing's all about. You know, you, you get lucky sometimes, and um, if not, you just stay hungry and you return.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you keep that hung- <laughs> hunger?
2: Um, I think I just keep the hunger by, you know, the love of it. You know, I love rock climbing and I love, I love rock climbing more than anything, man. And it's it's not really hard. It's just a passion thing. It just Mm kind of stays there and, um, you know, I just stay really eager for it. And, you know, I don't think there's any time where I'm completely bored. And if I am completely bored, I just kind of change the mode up, you know, go climb some trad routes or bolt some lines or, go home to the bay and go climb in the gym and, or, or, you know, it's like you just kind of burn, you know, it's just chill. You know, you can't force mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens, man. It's, it's totally natural. And, um, for everybody, you know, when I was yeah, what's that? I
1: said for, for everybody, for everybody. I, I've i gone yeah. over the years. I look back and there are times I didn't climb hardly at all, just snowboarded and mom bike instead.
2: Yeah. And that's healthy, man. Cause like being too one-sided is kind of boring too, man. You know, it's like, do something else, you know, bring in some creativity or, you know, ha- have a, a a side hobby. I don't know. Like, do something else. It, it's not dumb.
1: <laughs> yeah. What point did you realize you knew you could be good? Was there like a, a, mo- a moment that uh, when a light bulb went off in your head?
2: I don't think so, man. I never think I'm good, to be, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> to be completely honest. Man, I'm never like, yeah, I'm the shit, you know. Um, I, I don't know that that's a funny question really. Cause like, I just, uh, well,
1: that's because like, you're comparing yourself though too, you know, to, yeah, you know
2: it's a, yeah, it's tough. Charming, it, it definitely, it yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm nothing like those guys. I'm nowhere near those guys. You know, I'm ne- I've never been like the best in my circles. And, and in a way, I'm glad, you know, I don't, I don't know if like I can handle that sort of, you know, pressure and, and, and maintenance to kind of, you know, be the, the the really good climber, I'm, I'm okay, man, I I can handle, I can do some things, you know, and, and, and that's enough for me, you know, I do what I can do, and, and I think everybody does, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's just what's cool about climbing, it's like, everybody's got their challenges, um, some things set us apart from others, and, and that's cool too, um, you know, in terms of, like, when I realized that I, I was a decent climber, I think I, it was just when I, I went out, when I was hanging out with Dave Graham and Luke parody back in the day. And, um, you know, when we were younger kids, maybe like 18 years old and we were doing, doing harder routes than, um, you know, our, our mentors were, and they were, you know, responding in these really positive ways. And I think that was when I, I realized, I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. I guess we're kind of doing cool shit here. <laughs> Not bad. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. So that sort of affirmation is like, I guess, you know, what, what inspired me to, um, you know, try, try to be better in a day, man. Like I, you know, I, I just want to be a good climber to me and I want to be a good climber, you know, and getting, getting, you know, res- respect from your friends, um, and you know, like my girlfriend or whoever, you know, that's more important to me than anything, you know, like respect from the community, uh, is, is, you know, the most important part to me. I guess, you know, in terms speaking, of being looked at. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, speaking of that,
1: I remember um hearing all about your little incident you had at Tahoe with the uh-huh. tree. Uh, uh-huh. how did that how did that affect
2: uh you and your sponsors and all that? Um, you know, I mean, it was it was a you can call it a crisis. It was a crisis scenario. You know there were there were people responding negatively to a, you know a, a move I made. Um, you know there's a lot of layers to the story. So, um, so tell, the tell us about were, it. What, what, what happened? You know, like you, well, you know, I, mean, incredible I don't really route. want to get into the whole story. I don't really want, want to get into the whole story. Yeah. I mean, you can you can know, read the, the the articles and whatnot, but it was all based around you know first ascent uh, developing a cliff. And I made a decision to cut a tree down under a root that, you know, it was kind of in the dangerous spot, you know, where people would fall into. And um, some of the locals got really upset and they posted a photo and kind of like disapproved of it. And so, you know, I was like two years ago now, I guess. And, you know, I'm still definitely affected by it. So it's kind of a sore subject in a lot of ways and not something I I, I, I,
1: talked about. Yeah figured that and I was debating whether to even bring it up but at the same time, it's kind of like a, a learning lesson for all of us, you know, in terms yeah, for of,
2: sure. you know, because sure. we've and all
1: that's... been in situations like that in different ways.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like how, um, you know, I see it now is like, I'm able to kind of share this story and, and you know, kind of provoke uh, a sort of awareness that, that I definitely didn't have beforehand um, for this, before this whole incident occurred. And, um, you know, now I, I definitely approach, you know, the natural world. I approach like the cliffs that I visit. I approach like the roots that I put up, uh, in in a more, you know, responsible and, and thoughtful way. And, you know, the way I'm able to, to share this and, and tell this story and also kind of, um, put emphasis on, you know, the importance of, of, of conservation and stewardship and etiquette is through the rock project. And that, that whole rock project movement kind of came along at like a really, you know, rad time for old Joe, because I was definitely in like kind of a rut and I needed like a way to, you know, show my love uh, of the places that we climb and show how important they are. and, And how do you do that? It's really tough to do that just alone, man. It really is. You can be like a, you know, you can be part of like an adopt a crag or something like that, but, what the Rock Project does is we, you know, have a full event and it, it's it's based around education and awareness on, you know, sort of the gym to crag um, mentality of, you know, responsibility, stewardship, kind of, you know, crag etiquette and, you know, the, the sort of do's and don'ts um, that maybe, you know, the, the highest profile um, pro athlete may not even be practicing or completely aware of so you know this the the tree incident put me in a new light or it put me in a new place in terms of um you know being a responsible person and being an advocate for being a responsible person um in the places that we climb but dude to answer your question uh initial question my sponsors supported me through it and and that meant a lot to me and it wasn't like you're fired. You screwed up. Get out. You know you're done. Um, they were supportive, and that's cool. You know I don't. I, I I believe people just believe in me, and and that means a lot to me. I mean I think that that's you know throughout that whole incident, what was the most touching to me was that people, you know, had my back and believed in me, and they weren't like, dude, you're an idiot. Like you know, go go die, go like you know run into the woods and and give up on you know what you love. You know I mean. I've been a rock climber and, and a professional rock climber for a long time, man. This is, this is all I've built. This is like my entire life is built around this, and it's what I love. And having somebody kind of, you know, um, put that at risk and in jeopardy over, you know, you, you screwing up is a pretty scary scenario, man, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, no, I, I get it because, you know, in some sense,
1: you know, every time we go to a, a cliff and you're developing it. You're cleaning the route, and you're putting bolts in it. Yeah, uh, you know, I hate to say it. Um, environmentally speaking, we have already uh, left our mark.
2: Oh yeah, so, man. <clears throat> no, there's no know. two ways about it. And 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 just yeah, and just just to to piggyback on that, man, like we'll have an impact. When we may go to the cliff, no matter what. Whether it's a footprint, whether it's a little bit of chalk, it's like these tiny things, man, and they all add up. They all do. And, and mm-hmm. you know, it, you can't prevent it. it happens. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And that can be avoided, man, if everybody just kind of approaches going climbing outside of the places that we love um, with a little bit of that mentality. You know, pick I, up that tape. Erase your I, tick marks. Just do the little stuff. It adds up.
1: It does add up, and it makes a big difference. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Um, you know, uh, switching subjects here, Tell us about your boot camp because it sounds like that had a pretty big impact on <laughs> you in many ways because you're not a trainer by, you know, nah. from what I understand.
2: No, no. So, yeah, that was, that was a really cool experience, man. I got to be honest. It, that um, definitely uh, changed my, my yearly schedules and, and in some cases like how I, I approach rock climbing now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've never trained before uh, until you know last year. My friend Sam Elias came up to me. He's like, "Yo, what do you think about doing a sort of like three month training program?" and and we document it and we just kind of like you know do the, like a DIY version of like you know a training camp, like do it yourself version. Like we'll we'll kind of appoint everybody and we'll just kind of set this up and we'll go and we'll isolate and we'll train and we'll get strong. And, you know, hopefully it'll work when we go do some really, you know, some, some cool climbing. And so I, you know, I was a little bit reluctant at first. I'm like, ah, oh, man, like it's all summer. I mean, could be going to do this. Go to, I could go to like, you know, wherever, like Norway. I mean, I got this awesome schedule and, and, and life to live. So like, why would I want to hang out at gym? <laughs> and, um, you know, so we committed, we did it. We we did three months of like really committed uh training as a group. Um and we did it with Chris Peters and Justin Shong, and uh so it was me, Sam Elias and Dan Mirsky, And um it was it was a pretty, you know, big eye opener experience for me, man. Like I like, you know, in the end, like I don't want to talk about like every little step of it, but like in the end, uh I noticed, you know, crazy gains. My entire, like, climber's body changed. I was, you know, able to do things that I could never do. Um, and now I've kind of incorporated this sort of uh, the stuff that I learned from it, like the education of, like, how to train and, like, exercises, and, and, and it's really, you know, personal stuff, like what works for you, what doesn't work for you, what your strengths and weaknesses are. All this stuff needs to be taken into consideration. And, you know, I've, I've taken all that, and now I apply it to, like, my my year, um and it's awesome man like the way it works you know you need a little bit of time you need like a major mode of devotion um and and you need to just kind of set yourself up i think to be in a position to tra- to train and have it be really effective um so what what do you do know like gym uh, 12 weeks 3 months Yeah no i think i think you can get a lot out of like a simple 5 week devotion six weeks, man, you're going to be in a, in a, another place than you were, uh, when you started, no question. And so, you know, to get like plans and, and to like find the plan that works for you, that's, that's the kind of hard part, man. That's the part that's going to be like, you know, everyone's going to have like a little bit of a question mark over their head if they don't know, um, if they haven't done that kind of stuff before. And that was me, you know, I was like, I don't really know, man. I know I'm like not really comfortable in like really small holes and, like, techie climbing, I, I, you know, I, I feel kind of, like, awkward on, and, um, you know, everybody's got, like, you know, what, what they're good at, but then you've mm-hmm. got to look at, like, what you're not good at, and then you've got to look at just what your simple goals are, man. Like, what do you want to do, you know? I, what, what was you your have, goal? Like, my, my initial goals, the, the things that, like, kept me stoked were uh, this route called Celestial Anal in Santa Lina. Uh, a a route a project of mine called Life of Villains in Southern Utah, and then Poppy Chulo, which is at Oleana. And you know, I was like planning on going to these routes right after the training, and um, you know, I didn't. I just went and like did a bunch of like eight C pluses really quick and um, set basically set new projects up for this year. But uh, you know, it's weird because it, it only lasts a little while too. You know, you'll you'll train really hard for you know however long like whatever five weeks. And then, you know, you got to like maintain it or it just kind of goes away. So Mm -hmm. it's like this kind of cycle, really. And, you know, guys like Jonathan Seagrass have it like way figured out, man. I mean, he'll say he doesn't, but like, yeah, he does, dude. Like, he's been doing this stuff for a while. And he's like, he'll say it himself. He's like a kind of a product of like hard training. And, um, you know, a guy like me, I'm just, I'm a product of like just going to the cliff. But there becomes, like, a certain level when you're trying to, like, surpass, you know, what you've done in the past where just going to the cliff isn't going to work. You need to kind of, like, hit the gym and you really need to kind of, like, do this other sort of, like, real deal training as opposed to just going to the project that you want to do, um, which has always been my style, and just trying it and trying it and trying it and training on the project, you know. And so, you know, you get to a certain level and you need like this kind of extra. And that's what training can provide. As so well. Did you notice it's like a kind of... a letter grade improvement or what was Yeah, the... oh yeah. A letter grade improvement for sure, for sure. And and the things that I noticed now were like, you know, I was just all around you know, fitter, I was just like stronger and I could I had more tries in a day. I could I was recovering quicker. I would send, uh, you know, hard routes for me a lot quicker. Everything was just, like, sped up and, like, more concise, <laughs> which was really cool. Because then you can, like, yeah, you, and then you can have more time um, enjoying climbing, you know. Like, when you feel good and you feel strong, it's it's so nice to, like, clip chains and get to the top and then, like, do it again. And you're not, like, going through these, like, struggle motions of, like, ah, ugh, climb. it's so hard, you know, like you know, the whole project, project mentality and stuff can get kind of hard on you. The way I exercised a lot of, uh, the training from last summer is what I, I went on like a big, um, two month trip of just like having fun and climb try or something like that. And that's not really normal for me, man. Like AC plus is usually like, you know, pretty dang hard. And, mm-hmm. and I tried some nine, A pluses and I was like, okay, well I could do these. I could do these. I could do nine A's for sure. But, like, I'm just having a little more, you know, in the moment, I was like, I'm just having a little more fun just kind of, like, sending, you know. And that, that was, like, uh, a really satisfying way to go climbing <laughs> <Right> <laughs>
1: from
2: all that training. To just
1: right time. So, when you yeah.
2: look,
1: so when you look back on all that training, was there any particular exercises you found to be uh, that you get the best gains from?
2: Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, uh, the, the hangboard, is, is really, really uh, fundamental for climbers, you know, because hand strength, finger strength, grip, st- grip strength, um, you know, it's kind of the basis, I think, of our um, strength needs. I think in every scenario, you can do better with a little bit stronger fingers. Um, so that was really important to me. And then uh, I think in climbing intervals, like bouldering intervals, like four-by-fours or – Um, laps on roots, that sort of thing really, um, helped, but also, you know, we did this sort of like, like CrossFit style, um, like fitness workout where we would call them supersets. And we do these like, you know, five exercise supersets where you just, you know, you, you complete as many rounds of these, these exercises, these like five exercises in like a half an hour. So you're getting really worked and you really worked. And then, you know, it's utterly exhausting. But to see gains from that, you're just like, holy cow, man. Like, I couldn't do that many rounds, or I was really struggling at that time last week. You know, I'm I'm, I'm okay. It's, like, less, less painful. So, you know, like, for me, Jesus. hangboard, intervals, and some some good style, like, fitness. Like, not running, but, like, more, like, you know, uh, burpees and, and these heinous, like, pull-up workouts and um, supersets. Those were the ones that I've taken into my own sort of like personal programs and um you know I probably will use those for a long time now
1: (laughs) to maintain. For you like to break into the 515s if you wanted to do that?
2: Yeah I do I do that's what it'll take you know I mean inspiration is number one for me and it has to be something I really want to do and really you know I, I believe in um and then yeah that level of of strength
1: gain from training you know do you do anything in particular to train your mind is there like when you're on a route is there like a a mantra that you got going in your head
2: (laughs) yeah so it's funny so like last last summer we we met with the sports psychologist all right and i I learned a lot from her um but i also learned a lot from justin shong in terms of uh you know, mental crutches or mental, um, defects that you have, uh, that we all had, um, you know, the, the brain's really important in this sort of thing and, and, and positive, uh, you know, positive, you know, mantras or, or, um, whatever you want to call it, just kind of, you know, positive approach to things is really, really important. And it's, 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 it's funny how people will kind of dwell on the negative more so than the positive in, in terms of like, you know, do you believe or do you doubt? Like, you know, we always have these like insecurities, but you know, one thing that you're allowed to do, man, is you're allowed to turn that off. You can just switch that off consciously and it takes practice. And you know, something like, um, you know, when your brain's messing with you before you're about to try and you're nervous, um, you can just tell yourself, you know what, man, I don't need that right now. What I need right now is utter belief and I need utter confidence in what I'm doing because it's it's because I can do it, and just saying that I can sort of think to yourself is really healthy and and, mm-hmm. and and you know maybe you don't totally believe in it, maybe it's twenty percent of you believe in it, but saying that and hearing it and like just for yourself, I think it works as well we did we started to do this thing called box breathing, and this is something that I, that I still do, even when I'm standing in like a long line at the airport or I'm in like a situation where I'm like kind of hating life. Box breathing is when you just kind of you. Basically trace a box in your mind with like the inhales and the exhales. You just kind of like draw, you know, vertical, horizontal, vertical, horizontal. And you just kind of make this like mode of centering yourself. And breathing is really important. And it allows you to kind of, you know, relax. It allows you to kind of see a little clearer and, you know, just kind of center yourself in a way that you aren't as, you know, agitated or distracted. <laughs> and and that, that works for me as well. Um, mind games, man, there, there's all kinds, you know, these are just a few that we were um, taught and suggested to try and, and I've continued to use.
1: <laughs> I don't right on. know no,
2: I, dorky or what. <laughs> no,
1: it's not at all, man. I have my own techniques. and I'm always curious what other people use and, you know, like when you're yeah. about ready to hit a crux, or in the middle of the crux, and you're feeling like you screwed it up. Whatever, is there do you yeah. use a similar technique at that time when you're uh, trying to get through it? Well,
2: that's funny because, like, I think in, in when you're in like the 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 redlining mode, it's really hard to kind of you know manage the brain from freaking out. You know, to to keep to keep it together. That takes practice, man. That's like the next level. That's like the third level of like you know the mind game uh, challenge or something because you to to prepare beforehand, I think is the most important part. So say you're like on a resting point before that crux, and you're and you know like it's gonna be really intense. The preparation spot is the spot to really take advantage of. And then when you're in that red line zone and you're really going for it, man, and there's no stopping, and it, your whole body's freaking out, and you're you know everything in your mind is just screaming. You really got to breathe, 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 and continue and breathe, 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 and never give up. Always, always try. Go for that last hole. Just throw your hand at it. If you're totally screwed and you're totally fucked and you're going to fall off, just at least make an effort. And that's, that's, that's my method, man. That's, that's the best way. Like, I guess. No, that's awesome, man. Does fear play into that at all? Uh, Yeah. All the time, man. All the time, dude. Like, Sometimes there's fear of succeeding. Sometimes there's fear of, you know, embarrassment. Sometimes there's like the ego gets in the way. There's, there's always fear in, in some case. But like I said, you know, like there's an exercise. You can tell that part of your brain, you know what? I don't need that right now. I, I'm okay. I'm, I know I'm okay. And so I'm going to try my best to kind of shut that part off and, and just kind of move on with what I know is okay and what I know is, is safe and, and the fear part isn't necessary. You know, it's like, what, what's your goal? Like, what do you want to set up for yourself? Are you trying to set up to, you know, be scared? Because it is a choice. Mm-hmm. And, do you think fear is, you works know, again, for you? I don't think so. Not for me. No. Fear kind of, you know, I'm, I can be a timid guy, and, like, fear isn't going to really um, – fear shuts me down, <laughs> actually. No. I need to be calm. And, um, you know, that is what – that that's what works for me. You know, some people – are are totally psyched on fear, and it really puts them on edge, and it puts them in a point of, like, you know, do or die or um, perform, like, really well. But not for me. I need to have things kind of set up in a way that I can be relaxed and, like, uh, be a little more playful.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So I get that, man.
2: Yeah. If you could climb
1: (laughs) anywhere in the world, where would you climb?
2: Oh, geez. Like, a place that I haven't been or... I mean, I got a just lot. Just in general, really like... places
1: places that you've been that you just go. You know what? If I could live anywhere in the world, this is this was the place where I'd spend the rest of my days.
2: Okay, I think I think Norway is incredible um, for its its landscapes and like you know insane nature. Uh, I really enjoy climbing in Southern Utah because it's for me it's just kind of like you know special feel good place. And I love the desert. I love like this like feeling of being totally alone and in a, in a place that you know, maybe only like Native Americans have visited. You know, like you can definitely feel this mode of 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 um, isolation. And uh, you know, I really enjoy Spain as well. And I, these are places that I, that I revisit all the time. And they're because I love them. And I they give me something that that I don't always get in the U.S. And they they, ch- they challenge my perspective. They they um, give me a new appreciation for people. They give me you know, Spain uh, has like this really sincere uh belief and and simple happiness of, of being alive and being with your friends and, and doing what you love you know it's like our, our, the american culture we have much more of like a you know status oriented world of like the rat race and sometimes that gets it gets like you know i i'm, I'm sure. american through and through man like that's just who i am like i i adapt to that real right away but it's really important to like just enjoy too man and not like, drop the ego and let that go away for a little while. And, and just remember, like, that, man, And and it doesn't have to be comparing you to anybody. And it doesn't have to be, like, you're, you're, le- you're leveled, you're this level, you're this status or whatever. All that stuff's such bullshit, in end. It's, like, go and enjoy it because it's awesome and you love it. And it's, like, the coolest thing in the world. And, and, and it should make you happy. And, like, when you can climb like that and you can just drop all that other nonsense, man, like, everything makes sense.
1: How true, how true. Yeah, I was just going to ask you. You know, it's like, um, what words of wisdom would you like to share? And it sounds like you're we're just sharing it. Is there anything else yeah, you would like to share? Yeah, that's, that's
2: my words of <laughs> wisdom. Um, you know, I mean, just just like you know, if if you want to get better at climbing, just try, man. You got to really put in work, and 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 like it should be fun too, because. Um, well, not actually training isn 't always fun. training can suck and it 's really uncomfortable and it hurts and it's, you know, it's not always fun, but you know it's it 's work you know and don 't ever underestimate that hard work pays off um, and and also you know remember that it's that it 's like the greatest thing in the world. Climbing can take you to like the coolest places it will be a vehicle for you know exploring the world it will be a vehicle for you to meet you know like some of the coolest people that you'll you'll Call family, and you know it'll give you a really good reason to to live life in a way. And climbing, special like that, man. Like we we have that, and our community is one of the best. I think climbers are some of the coolest people. We we think in a cool way. We have our own way of speaking, our own way of living. And I have a lot of pride in that, and a lot of respect for my my peers and the community as a whole. And you know, that's something I think that's important that people could you know, really benefit from, um, that sort of community, you know, it's like, I go to the cliff, man, and that's my church right there, you know, those are my people. And then, mm, people. you know, when I leave, I, like I miss it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're so, the same know, way, man. It's cool. It's like, cool, dude. I
1: don't care where you go. It doesn't matter if you just go into the climbing gym or whether you go into a crag. It's, yeah. It's like a, it's your church. It's your tribe. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's exactly right, man. I love that part. <laughs>
1: Yeah, me too, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking to you and being able to share this with other people is part of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your thoughts and sharing your time. And Seriously, dude, no I problem. wish you all the best and all the success. <laughs> and I hope that you finally crack that 515 code and uh, are able oh, to extend, man. Thanks, yeah, man.
2: I and I
0: appreciate that. You got it, man. And keep us posted. That was a great conversation. I don't know about you, but man, Joe Kinder is just a super cool dude. He left us with a number of takeaways. Here's one. Be a steward of the crags. Tread lightly. Leave the cliffs better than you found it. Pick up the trash, even if it's not yours. Leave your mark in a positive way, even if it's just creating a makeshift bench for your friends to hang. Two. Train. If you wanted to your climbing to another level, and this is true with virtually every other sport, You've got to train and you got to train with intensity and focus on what it is you want to achieve. Don't let your weaknesses defeat you. Make them into strengths and you'll find yourself sending at least a letter grade harder with more tries in between. And lastly, learn to trick your mind into believing that you can achieve and don't forget to breathe. Practice some of the techniques that Joe was just sharing with us. You do these things. I guarantee that you'll not only climb harder, but you'll have a lot more fun because you're hanging with your own tribe of people. Until next week, my friends, this is Dan Goodwin with Troll Black TV, your entertainment source for extreme sports.